0: The Gospel is taken from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. There was a certain rich man who had a steward who was reported to him as squandering his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear of thee? Make an accounting of thy stewardship, for thou canst be steward no longer. And the steward said within himself, What shall I do? Seeing that my master is taking away the stewardship from me, to dig I am not able, to beg I am ashamed. I know what I shall do, that when I am removed from my stewardship they may receive me into their houses. And he summoned each of his master's debtors and said to the first, How much dost thou owe my master? And he said a hundred jars of oil. He said to him, Take thy bond and sit down at once, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much dost thou owe? He said, A hundred cores of wheat. He said to him, Take thy bond and write eighty. And the master commended the unjust steward in that he had acted prudently. For the children of this world are, in relation to their own generation, more prudent than are the children of light. And I say to you, Make friends for yourselves with the mammon of wickedness, so that when you fail, they may receive you into the everlasting dwellings. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear brothers and seminarians, dear faithful, this parable that I just read to you is perhaps the most difficult parable of the entire year. It seems strange. And the reason for this is that our Lord tells a story about someone who acts wickedly and then gets praised. And after the character in the parable praises the, this, this servant, uh, the, the master praises this wicked servant, our Lord finishes his, his instruction with some very mysterious words, make friends for yourself of the mammon of wickedness, so that when you fail, they may receive you into the everlasting dwellings. So there's two difficulties here that make this parable confusing. The first one is, why does the master praise his unjust steward when the steward is done wrong? And then secondly, what is our Lord saying when he says that we should make friends with the mammon of wickedness? And so we have to find a way to explain these two things in in order to get the real meaning of our Lord and not get confused and think, for instance, that our Lord is recommending the practice of embezzlement or that he's recommending the practice of fraud or that he's recommending that we become filthy rich or uh, some other kind of uh, definitely false interpretations or misunderstandings of this parable. So, In the context of the parable itself, what's going on is this steward is taking back, he's holding back money for himself. He has the job of handling the money of his master. He's keeping back money for himself. We call this embezzlement. And then his master finds out that he's doing this and he says, You're fired. And the steward is in a dilemma what's he going to do for himself? How's he going to take care of his future? And in the context of this job, we have to understand that part of the role of being a steward was you got to live at the master's house. You had room and board as part of your job. And what the steward was especially concerned about is the fact that once he's fired, he's going to be on the street. He's not going to have a place to live. So he needs to find a way such that when he's fired, Um, he's going to be able to have some sort of dwelling place. He's not going to be wandering the streets as a hobo. And so what he decides to do, he knows he just has a little bit of time. So what he decides to do is that instead of continuing to embezzle funds for himself, what he's going to do instead is he's going to embezzle funds for other people, for the benefit of other people. So he's... Before he was, people were paying, for instance, a hundred dollars for their bill, and he was putting eighty for the master and twenty for himself. Now he's going to do the same thing, except instead of taking the twenty for himself, he's going to give the twenty to somebody who owes the money. And that person, because he's being helped, because he's being given this money, he's going to feel indebted to the to the unjust steward. And after the unjust steward is fired and is out on the street, he's going to go to that person he's going to say, hey, you remember that, that time that I, that I helped you out? And, and, and with things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a bad situation right now myself. I, I don't have a place to stay. Would you mind if I stay with you? And because the person had been helped, he felt, he felt like he had been, had a favor done to him, he's going to say, sure, come on in. Come on in. You can stay with me and he'll have a place to stay. When the master finds out that the steward has done this, he praises him. But the master is not happy that he's he's been stolen from. He's obviously not praising him for for this practice of fraud and embezzlement. That would be ridiculous. What he's praising him is his foresight and his prudence. The, The fact that he is... Acted very cleverly. Um, he's, he's admiring the cleverness of this unjust steward. The fact that he's able to provide for his future in an effective way. And that's precisely what our Lord wants to point out. Not to praise the fact that he's a cheater, but the fact that he knows how to use worldly means in order to attain his own purposes. He knows how to get his goals. And our Lord especially wants to say to believers, He's like, look at the children of the world. Look at how clever they are when they want something. They know, how, they know the means to get it, and, and they know how to plan and foresee the steps that are necessary for them to achieve their goal but you the children of light you want to get to heaven but you're not very good at seeing the things that you need to do in order to get there and you're not as earnest as they are in in attaining your goal and preparing for yourself a dwelling place you're going to get kicked out of this world pretty soon you're going to die there's going to be a time when you're not going to be living anymore where are you going to stay What's going to be your, your place of, of dwelling? Well, you've got to start thinking about that. You've got to provide for the, the afterlife and make sure that you're going to have a place to stay, a nice place to stay, and, and not a bad place to stay. It's like he's saying, look at how careful and prudent people of the world are when it comes to climbing the corporate ladder and attaining fame and glory. They'll use any means possible in order to get there. Why don't you put forth that same effort for the attainment of spiritual goods? This is the prudence, this is, this is the meaning of, of the praise of the unjust steward by the master. He's just saying that the children of light should be as active and careful as the children of the world in attaining what is important to them. What's important for us is to get to heaven. What's important for, for the unjust steward is having a place to stay on this earth, we want a place to stay after we leave this earth. He wants a place to stay while he's living on this earth. He's making careful provision for that. Well, you need to make careful provision as well if you want to have, to stay in heaven when you die. So that's that's the solution for the, to the first difficulty. What about the second problem? What does our Lord mean about making friends with the mammon of iniquity? that when we fail, we may be received into the everlasting dwellings. Well, the word for, for money back then was mammon. We, we also hear money being referred to um, as filthy lucre in, in the New Testament. Uh, here it's, our Lord calls it the mammon of iniquity. We you know that money is the root of all evil. This is, this is why he's speaking about money in such derogatory terms. But he wants to point out is is the fact that the steward knew how to use material means to attain his goal. He was was very prudent in taking his material resources and applying them to the attainment of his goal of, of getting a place to stay. And you've got material resources as well. You've got some mammon of iniquity. You've got money, you know. And he's saying to you, well, make sure you use your money well, such that you will attain that end of having a dwelling place in heaven. Make sure you contribute, for instance, to the, to the second collection for, for the school in of, of, of New Zealand. Or ma- make sure that, that you uh, support the, the poor, you, you, you put forward money for the poor. If we, if we read the chapter 16 of Luke, which is, this is the beginning of chapter six, 16, the whole chapter is about the use of money. Um, and, and it says in there that the, the Pharisees were very fond of money. They were using their money badly uh, for their own aggrandizement. And we, and we know that they would, they would even take money away from, from parents. The children, it would say to the children of the parents, you don't have to support your parents. You just take the money to the temple and give it to the temple. Um, so this whole chapter is wanting to help people understand that if they are to get to heaven they have to use their money well on this earth. They have to use their material resources well. He gives the example of Lazarus and Deves. That's the other parable that we find in chapter 16. and uh, Deves is, is one who's using his money just to, to serve his own pleasure. and He's not supporting Lazarus. And he, goes, he gets buried in hell. His dwelling place, his eternal dwelling place is hell. Whereas Lazarus gets to recline in, in Abraham's bosom after this life. So, there are really two exhortations in today's parable. First of all, you need to make an earnest effort to achieve the goal of heaven. To attain the everlasting dwelling place. You need to put forth an effort. You need to foresee, look ahead, prepare, plan. And then secondly, you need, as part of your earnest effort, you need to make use of material resources in order to get to heaven. You need to perform acts of, of almsgiving or you need to, to give of your time in, in order to um, make sure that that you will, as it were, be making friends of of the angels and the saints, and our Lord and our Lady, so that when you leave this life, they will receive you into their home, which is the eternal home of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.